passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. I'm in my mode. Ready to transform you in the eye of the storm. Hell, Mary's, I make it poor. Good, I ain't lying. You little giants, we've been defying. Right. What's the cost? Speed of boss, breaking down the walls. We all in once the coin guitars. Got the kind of action, never acting. No need to scramble to get traction. We make it happen. From three fours to four three. The founder of Slapdick Podcast, Slapdick uh, Whiskey, Slapdick Cigars, and the author of uh, Hate Me Now, Love Me Later. Ladies and gentlemen, Coach Jason Brown. Straight, no chasing, real raw and uncut. Coach, every time you come on, I laugh, I learn something, and then I fear that somebody's going to be incredibly pissed off with what you said. All around hustler. Make no mistake about it. I've done this a long time. Try to eliminate this soft society we have. There's legend. Hey, me now, love me later, like my book says. This was presented by Slapdick Whiskey. Hey, Hell yeah. Hey, Slapdick yeah. Whiskey's good. So are the Stogies. Some real thought, real good flavor on these things, and the burn is excellent. Beautiful burn. Okay. Yes, sir. Slap dick whiskey, slap dick cigars. Be true to yourself and see if if, if some shit changes for the for the worse or for the better. They asked me to do a podcast. They said let's call it the Slap Dick Podcast. Indeed, indeed, Slap Dick Podcast. The real Coach JB was cracking everybody here on Thirsty Thursday. Hope you guys have a beverage because uh, we're going to try to quench everybody's thirst. So, along with you thirsty fucking Twitter bitches. Know-it-all, QB gurus, everybody on Twitter that just needs to be heard. Ah, fucking how sad are we now, dog? We gotta be heard. We just have to be heard because our lives are so fucked up. And we're such 600-pound life fat fucks sitting on our couches so depressed in life that we gotta fucking talk about somebody or chime in in their fucking step in their lane. It's unbelievable. I'm drinking water. I'm on a water diet. You know what I'm saying? Go cleanse myself. Get a little water water diet. Um, yeah, it is what it is, man. Rusty Blumpkins, what up, man? Um, become a member today. Join the Slapdick Podcast movement. Best dollar ninety nine you can spend. Go uh, become a member today. Hit the bell notification so you know when I'm on. This Thirsty Thursday edition of the Slapdick Podcast brought to you by BetOnline.ag. Come on over to YouTube. Everybody listen on Spotify, iTunes, Apple, and uh, come on over. We got a jam-packed session here today on the Slapdick Podcast. Make sure you go on over to BetOnline.ag. Use the promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, and get you 50% off. And... uh, Go bet on the Final Four this weekend. Final Four is here. 
You're going to use Brandon Lang's bets or what, but go check it out. Use the promo code, get 50% off on your sign-up bonus at betonline.ag. Use the promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V. Got a lot to discuss. Uh, NBA playoffs is coming up shortly too, so BetOnline is a great place for that. So go check it out, betonline.ag. Promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V. Action-packed deal. Um, I told Hector last night I had a shittiest game. I played three different games. I, I lost two, but I ended up winning one late. Uh, pool went off for Golden State, so it helped me out. About halfway through uh, the first hour, I got two former players of mine joining me. Uh, Calvin Jackson Jr., Washington State wide receiver, uh, NFL draft hopeful. Along with Isaiah Edwards, we used to call Big Tuna. Also another NFL draft hopeful. Um, They'll be joining me live together. We'll be chopping it up about the NFL draft, their preparation, their time at Indy. What they thought of Last Chance You and and a bunch of other random real talk questions. Um, And uh, hopefully you guys enjoy them. And you can get some real, real shit out of it. And maybe you guys, some of you fans out there that are members can call in and ask them a few questions. So, um, why do these people who never played the sport, uh, who become GMs and different things, um, these politicians, in essence, they're basically politicians, right? Uh, Major League Baseball GMs like Brian Cashman. He, he's crying over spilled milk. Have you heard this motherfucker crying every day? He's saying that they've lacked championships because of the cheating Houston Astros. Um, we are so entitled, man. We never, we never, these cats like this who never had to earn their keep, uh, so to speak, so they don't know what it takes or what a competitive grind truly is. Brian Cashman says their drought is due to the Astros cheating. And I'm like, ah, it's fucking unbelievable. The same goes for these Twitter fucks. See, these Twitter fucks, I'm going to tell you the real story real quick. These Twitter fucks are mad at me due to my quarterback picks, my top five or eight or whatever. So my company, uh, believe, they, they, they heard the show and they, they did a little video uh, from a few days ago when I discussed the top 10, ESPN's top 10 quarterbacks. And I took eight of them out of that. I didn't even use Deshaun Watson. And wherever, whatever happened out of the 10, um, they posted my top eight. Well, they made a mistake. I'm not going to be mad at them. I'm not going to throw them under the bus. I clearly said Mahomes was, was in my, I think I said he was in my top five that day on the show. But I don't care because I don't throw people under the bus. I don't, I'm not a bitch. I don't fucking tattletale and snitch. And I'm not obligated to go on fucking Twitter and tell everybody the fucking real story. So, I'm just gotta be honest. Like, holy fuck. Like, calm down. I'm not gonna tell you what really happened. I'm not gonna throw nobody under the bus. But the bottom line is, Mahomes ain't a fucking what you think he is. And all the Kansas City Chiefs haters are so mad at me right now. It's unbelievable. I had a motherfucker create a Reddit page for me. Somebody created a Reddit page just for me. And it said, Coach AB never played in the NFL. He didn't do any of this. He never played after high school. 
A motherfucker went out of his way to make up a fake Reddit page and then posted it on Twitter. Dog, you have to be some of the most low life. Like, you have to be some of the, like, your life has to be so fucking miserable. Um, it's just unbelievable. Like, holy fuck, dog. I, I, I'm serious. It's unbelievable. I'm just like, holy shit. Why are you so mad at me? I said, first of all, by the way, even if I did say Mahomes wasn't in my top eight, isn't that my own fucking opinion? You guys are all on here about opinions. You're the opinion-making motherfucker. So why can't I have my own opinion? <laughs> Holy shit, some of you motherfuckers are unbelievable. Um, Tom Arnold, I don't know what you're talking about. You have choices in life, brother. You, you can leave. <laughs> the fuck are you talking about? What went on for an hour? Are you my fucking... Are you writing my show, motherfucker? Like, who are you? <laughs> Holy fuck. Some of you motherfuckers just talk, though. I think you're retarded. So you should fucking stay in your lane and out of mind, motherfucker. I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. So, how about you shut the fuck up? <laughs> Um, anyway, some motherfuckers just want to talk and be heard, dog. I don't understand why. Um, holy shit. Some motherfuckers just be talking, dog. Holy God damn. Can some of you just stay in your lane? If you were writing my show for me, Tom, or whatever the fuck your name is, then I would consider it. <laughs> holy shit. Um, anyway... These bottom-feeding 600-pound life fucks, they are literally on Twitter like they played the position and know about the position in deep fucking conversation. They have no fucking clue about it. They have no fucking idea about the fucking position, but they think they do. Those are the worst fucking people on the planet, people that act like they know shit when they really don't know shit. So anyway... Um, let's get to the fucking, uh, quote of the day real quick. We got a fast show. I got to get these guys on here soon, but I got a lot to discuss still. Some people don't want to be fixed because being broken gets them attention. That's the fucking quote of the day. So all these fucks you see on Twitter, they just want attention. They don't want to be fixed. Being fixed gets them attention, dog. Them being broken and not being fixed gets them attention. They don't want to be fixed. It it fucking is a a normal fucking uh, day for them. They want to stay broken so everyone fucking thinks they're the shit. No, you're not, motherfucker. You need to fix your dumb ass because you motherfuckers say some stupid shit and you need to be fucking fixed. But being broken gets attention. Controversy sells. You already know how it goes. Some people don't want to be fixed because being broken gets them attention. Quote of the day brought to you by betonline.ag. I'm going to go right into uh, contrary to belief. I got some good shit for you guys today. I got a generational, I got some generational words. I'm flipping it up on you every day. I got generational lingo today. All right. So 
A lot of you guys, you fucking millennials, think that you started this word called flex. All right? I'm going to break some news and knowledge to you real quick. Um, flex was... We used the word flex in high school back in 90s, just so you're clear. And Ice Cube used to use the word flex on It Was a Fucking Good Day, if you go listen to that song. Go listen to It Was a Good Day by Ice Cube, which I believe came out in, I think, what, 91, 92? He talks about flexing on that fucking song. But anyway, we call flexing, we, we also said clowning. We used to use clowning. You white folks used to use show off. He's a show-off. Um, we use flex. We use clowning. Um, and you guys say show-off. White-collar America, you guys say show-off. Um, all right, ghosted. Now, that's something you guys, it's pretty new for you guys. It's, it's new for me for the most part, even though I know it's been around, but, but it's pretty much a new word for me. We used to say you kicked us to the curb. I kicked you to the curb. You kicked me to the curb. I kicked you to the curb. A lot of you guys... You say now, you say ghosted. This is new word you use, ghost. You ghost. She ghosted me. Whatever the fuck. Nah, she kicked you to the curb, motherfucker. I like that word, term, very much so, much better than fucking ghosted. Kicking you to the curb is much worse than ghosting your ass. Um, left me hanging, Brian. Yeah, that's that's old school. Fuck, that's, that's words I use. Low-key... Is a word that you guys use. I use down low. We used to use on the. We kept it on the low, on the low low down low. See, then you got this shit that Oprah Winfrey had a show, and then you had these motherfuckers that came out, and there were there were basically good looking men, and they came out. If you guys don't remember this show, Lucy might remember back in the fucking early nineties, and they were called the Down Low Brothers. These motherfuckers were. Sw- Basically, fucking dudes and girls. Then they started calling it out. They were on the DL. So then motherfuckers like me stopped using the word down low. <laughs> we stopped using the DL word because the motherfuckers was used. It was meant to show that you were fucking dudes and girls. Nah. So we stopped using that word. We stopped using that term. Um, and then uh, and then flow. Right? The flow. How the flow is. Whether it's the flow of the room, the vibe. A lot of you guys use vibe now. Everything's a vibe. That's the vibe. Motherfucker, we didn't use that word like that. We use flow or now you use energy. It's big dick energy. Whatever the fuck it's called. Motherfucker, what the fuck is big dick energy? Please stop using that weird old ass shit around me. Shook. He was shook. We used to use shook. Or spooked. That motherfucker was spooked. We use both of those words. Y'all use scared. He was scared. <laughs> we use spooked and shook. That motherfucker was shook. Um, yeah, and I, I don't know what the big dick energy thing is, uh, Lucy. I'm not, I, gotta get, I gotta get hip to that whole thing. I don't know what that is. Um, but I'm gonna find out. I'm gonna find out what it is, you know. Um, got about 15, 18 minutes before my players come on and join us. And, uh, Alan's in the house. Um, has anybody seen AB's shitbird ass post? He came out and basically said 
AD basically came out and said um, that he's not getting his ankle surgically repaired unless a team offers him a contract. So, <laughs> you got to be the biggest shitbird motherfucking egotistical fucking dude that I've ever fucking seen. And if anyone likes this dude, any of you guys out there that really like this motherfucker as a human, you guys need to all go see Lucy in the fucking mental ward and get your fucking self evaluated. Because you guys are all fuck sticks and shitbirds. If you really think this dude is a fucking good human, how about you get your fucking ankle surgically fucking fixed anyways, dumb fuck, so you can stay ready instead of try to get ready if a motherfucking team does call you, and then guess what's going to happen? He's going to get called by a team and say, you know what, we would have took you, but your ankle's not fucking fixed. And then he's going to say, oh, y'all hating on me. <laughs> Holy shit. Um... It's unfucking believable, man. Tom, I, I don't have time to read fucking six-page fucking text on a chat, bro. I got my own shit I got to do. So, goddamn, some of you motherfuckers all think it's about you. That's what the crazy part is. You guys can all start your own fucking show. You do know that, right? We all have choices, right? You can have your own show. So I just want to make sure you can follow whoever you want on Twitter and Instagram. You do know that, right? Why is it the haters and the dumbasses and the shit talkers all come talk to me on Twitter and they're following me? We all got fucking choices, dog. Like, go follow someone else. Why are you swinging from my nuts so hard? Holy shit. Um... The USA makes the 2022 World Cup. Um, like, does anyone really give a fuck? Like, let's be honest. That was a sarcastic fucking clap. Anyone give a fuck that the USA qualified for the fucking World Cup? Yippee fucking yay. They can't win the shit, though. They can't win the shit. So, <laughs> like, holy fuck. Uh we're so fucking happy to hand out trophies in America, dog, and awards. We made this breaking news yesterday on ESPN when they did it. When the U.S. made the fucking World Cup last night, they broke news on ESPN. But don't discuss the fact they can't break news or lead off ESPN with the fact that we have a 6'8 mongrel fucking man who at 40 decides to cut his dick off and play basketball with females at 6'8", 240 pounds at a fucking California Juco. How about you start off with that fucking story, motherfucker, so motherfuckers can get the real. How about you start off with that story? Motherfucker wants to start off with U.S. winning the fucking, making it to the World Cup. They're going to get blasted anyway in the fucking first round or whatever, motherfucker. Who cares? Lead off with fucking the 6'8", 240-pound motherfucker playing women in basketball. How about you start off with this Liam fucking Thomas beating girls in swimming? Why don't I ever hear you talk about that, ESPN, you fucks? They had Pat McAfee on today. I thought it was hilarious. Um... 
I just talked to a few of those boys over there in Dallas right now for the WrestleMania. Uh, Pat's in WrestleMania this weekend uh, against that fucking Fury guy or whatever. Pat can act, man. Pat's a great uh, entertainer, man. Does a great job. He 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 he's 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 probably ESPN's number one fucking cause for a high rating today. He had to be their highest rated guest on the show, and I don't know how long. That's how big um, Pat has grown to in this profession. So, um, oh, man, I wish we could break some real news, though. You know what I'm saying? Break some real news. We don't want to hear your fucking America fucking we get in the World Cup. We get blown out. We're not good in America soccer as a global fucking soccer team, man. Austin Theory, whatever his name is, Jay. You know I don't watch that shit. I've never watched a wrestling fucking match in my entire life. I don't watch fake shit, homie. Have you noticed I'm not a fake fucking dude? I don't watch fake shit. Um, how about we lead off with the governor of Oklahoma telling we that we passed a bill... We passed a bill that will not allow men to participate in women's sports. I think that would have been a great lead-off fucking story for ESPN instead of fucking breaking news about fucking USA making the World Cup so we can get blown out by fucking Argentina and fucking Germany and fucking fucking everybody else, England, and everyone else who will beat our ass in the fucking World Cup. Why don't we lead off with the governor of Oklahoma saying, you know what, we're not going to let women's sports be fucked over. We're not going to allow men to fucking participate in women's sports. That would have been a great-ass lead, but we're not. Bruce Arian calls it quits. Um, I was the first one to say yesterday on my tweet that I think Brady only came back because Arians left. Now it's obviously out there, and it's all out there now that that's the deal. You know, I'm curious to know if that's really the deal because Arians literally said it on McAfee show that I'm not letting him go anywhere. He's going to have to play for the Bucks if he comes back. And I just think that Tom Brady, I have a take on Tom Brady, okay? I have a take on Tom Brady, and it's very interesting. I could talk about it for a long time. I don't have a long time, but I have a theory. I have a theory that I think Tom Brady is is the one quarterback that may go down as the GOAT because of winning Super Bowl rings, but I believe he figured it out mathematically how to stay soft and avoid any and all major competition throughout his 20 fucking plus year career. He chose to stay in the NFC East, the worst conference in football history. He had opportunity after opportunity to come home to the West Coast, play for the 49ers, He had an opportunity to come play for Seattle. He had an opportunity to come into a much better conference a few different times. He avoided it. Then he leaves New England and joins 
Tampa, which at now Tampa in the last three years of him, his career in Tampa has been the worst NFC division, right? And now it looks like he was running again from somebody challenging him like the head coach, Bruce Arians. God forbid he is fucking challenged by a person who has 50 years in the profession who's a non-nonsense guy who's going to call you out just like he is Johnny and Jimmy because you're no bigger than the team. And it's about us. It ain't about me. And I think he's soft as pussy. I don't think he's very, very tough-minded or tough-skinned. I think he's great. I think he's mechanically fucking great. I think he makes great plays when it has to happen. I believe he has the it factor. I believe Tom Brady is the GOAT when it comes to winning. But I don't believe his career would be what it is if he went and played in the AFC North, if he played in the NFC West, if he played in the AFC South. I don't believe he would have done what he's done if he would have played in any of those conferences. And he has picked and chose his pick and chose his career better than anyone else in the history of football. So I give him kudos for that. But at the same time, I am just telling you my personal opinion. Bruce Arians decides to retire. Brady comes back. And it's ironic. You're going to have a guy named Todd Bowles as your head coach who is going to completely stay out of your way. You know that. You're going to have Leftwich now, which is basically going to be the head coach on offense, and you guys are going to be able to do whatever you want to do. And I'm telling you now, I'm calling it now, I think it's going to be an implosion. I don't think Tampa's going to be very good. I think they're going to struggle. And I think he's going to retire with a bunch of skepticism about his career and he should have stayed fucking retired. I think he's going to fucking have a down year. I think they're going to struggle. And I think he's going to retire. And they're going to talk shit about him on a global scale. That was he really this? Was he really that? Because we know how fucking quick America is. And the media is. To throw you under the fucking bus. Because it's all about what have you done for me lately. And once he goes down. Everybody's going to talk shit, and that's what's going to happen. Just watch. I don't think he's going to be very good this year. I just don't. I think he's going to. Father Time's undefeated, just like pussy. I mean, just be honest. Um, So I think he's going to struggle. But I, I, I'm curious to, to know that whole thing. I just don't know if he really came back just because he retired. It's like perfect timing, isn't it? Isn't it perfect timing? Um. So I just think Leftwich being the OC is a much more controllable environment for Tom Brady. He's 45 years old, and, and uh, you know, I don't believe he wants to argue with anybody. So uh, yeah, I don't know, man. It's, it's the men's league. Kudos to him, I guess. But again, my point, it, it looks like he once again is taking the easiest road less traveled. That's my personal opinion. Um, I've had literal conversations with Eddie George. Ray Lewis about this particular situation that I'm talking about right now. 
And uh, I think his legacy will be left in question. And real folks like myself, Ray Lewis, Eddie George, we've all had these conversations about this, and we all agree are the same thing. We think that his career would have been very different if he would have played in a different league. That's just our opinion. That's what it is. I, I take Ray Lewis's uh, opinion very strong. Uh, <laughs> uh, like, fuck. Uh, any of you baseball fans in here, um, yeah, I'm not going to tell you too much about the conversation because I'm not going to throw their conversation privacy out there. But, yeah, basically, you know, it, it, I don't believe they think he's the greatest. I'll tell you like that. Um, Major League Baseball, it, it, is, does this Dodgers team, this Dodger roster that's assembled right now, there's already conversation. This is how fucking quick-triggered this motherfuckers are, man. I, I, it blows my mind. I've heard today that this is the most loaded, best lineup in baseball fucking history, this Dodger roster right now. Like, you got to be shitting me. We're already calling the Dodgers the greatest offense of all time because they got Freeman and Betts? I, I don't know. I don't know who they have. I don't watch baseball like that. But are they that loaded? Are the Dodgers really that loaded, Hector? You guys that know baseball or bet on baseball, are they that loaded? Um, I don't know. Holloway takes the Seton Hall job. Um, we, we broke that news here on this show last week. Didn't we? Why has it been such a secret? Now all of a sudden they want to say he took it. We told you last week that the motherfucker took the job the day they lost. The day they lost... Holloway took the job. Um, there's my take before the guys call in. Colin Kaepernick is the honorary captain for this weekend's spring game for Harbaugh's Michigan Wolverines. All right. Now, here's my take on this thing. Um, Isaiah just called in. I'm going to wait on uh, CJ, and then we're going to get those guys in here. But I got to tell you, Ka- Kaepernick is the, is the honorary captain for uh, Michigan's spring game this weekend. And I'm, and I'm trying to figure out, like, this is the deal. Like, I'm curious because Cap chasing the wrong shit, in my opinion. Like, he got fucked, right? He's fucked. Like, they fucked him. And my thing is, he should be trying. He wants to be a game changer in societal issues. He has society that he thinks fucked him. And he wants to make a change for young brothers, young sisters, much people. Many people. So if he wants to be a game changer, in my opinion, like I've told people, he needs to get out of chasing the NFL dream. They're fucked him. They blackballed him. He ain't getting back in the league. So how about you give back by going and coaching now? Your shine is over. You just got an opportunity to GA at Michigan. Um, Go do that. Go coach. And see, baby... We got too many motherfuckers that complain and talk about their opportunities. Some of us, they have opportunities some of us dream about. Kaepernick doesn't ever have to coach in his life, but he can get a job tomorrow coaching. But he's not. And he can help people out. In my opinion, he can he can affect change that way. But he's not. Um, so, I don't know. Um but, you know, the cold part is he's going to turn down jobs. We're going to hire females as football coaches, right, which you guys know my take on that. And we're going to hire females at Michigan to coach a game played in fucking pads and uh, on a gladiator patch of grass 
Um, which is totally opposite of women's DNA. Lucy, keep it real. I mean, this is not your DNA. You're, you guys aren't bred to... Your genetic makeup is not to fucking come out and bang people in a football game. That's just not what it is. But now you guys are coaching us men in a football game in the NFL, which to me is just crazy. But we got fucking 6'8", 240-pound men playing women's basketball out here in Cali in Juco. It's a fucking different world. Patrick Peterson went back to the Vikings, and I don't know if you guys saw Austin Rivers' fake elbow last night, but he got ejected. I just told you, man, NBA, the professional sports leagues have just become so pussy-fied. Um, it hurts my heart. I don't know why this is such an issue. I don't know why it's such an issue, um, why we've become so pussified. But it is what it is, man. We got to move on. But he faked an elbow and, and, and fucking got kicked out. He didn't even fucking hit the guy. Lance Stevenson, I think it was. So... Um, I don't know, but anyway, man, we're at the half hour mark. I'm going to, uh, I got my guys in here. Um, Isaiah Edwards and, uh, Calvin Jackson. I don't know what happened to Calvin. I think he got beat out. Uh, let's see if he calls back. Um, big tuna. What up? What's up? What's good? CJ. What up? What up? What up? What up? Let me see if I can get you guys in. Can you guys see each other? Yo. Yeah. What's good, CJ? Let's go with you. There we go. That's better right there. What up, dog? What you fishing now, motherfucker? I've been fishing. Come on. I've been fishing since Indy. Hey, Tuna, he used to fish at the pond on the campus. You remember that shit? Oh, I believe it. I believe it. I've seen him out there a couple times. I I don't have the patience for it, so. Hey, CJ met some neighbors across the street from the field, and this motherfucker, they had a lake, and these cats used to go behind the house and fish. Me and Brandon B. We used to always Yeah, you know, him and Brandon B. Always fishing. Him and Brandon B walked over there and fucking go fishing. Was there fish in there? Oh yeah. It was I, I caught my, my personal best bass in there. Really? Yeah. In the guy's house? Yeah, it was like a probably like a mile walk, mile or two just to get to the pond, but he had like more than one pond though. So we always fish from pond to pond and then come back. I mean, what else you got to do in Indy? Not shit. Sure. Not a damn thing. <laughs> Fucking not a damn thing. Drink a lot. <laughs> uh, what's up, man? What you guys been doing? Training. Training. Same. Been out in Houston training. You're in Houston right now, Isaiah? Uh, no, I'm still in Terre Haute. Oh, you are? Yes, sir. So are you, so you up there just for pro days and shit? Yeah, and then I figured I'd kick it up here for a couple weeks. Give, my, give myself a, I guess you could call it a vacation. <laughs> just had to get out of the house for a little bit. Man, you looking good. Everything I've seen picture wise, you you look you look lean, man. I appreciate it, man. I mean, I uh, actually been I actually went vegetarian the last month. Really? That's uh, what uh, my uh, my agent had been trying to get me off of meat for a while. So yeah, I decided I'd give it a try, and you know, I like the results. So hey, CJ, like what do I know? Time, I tried to get but... that motherfucker off meat for fucking a year and a half. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Hey, um, so what's up, man? Tell everybody what you got about 110 people in here listening. What tell tell everybody how life's changed, man, since you left Indy and and, and went on and and uh, Calvin went to to fucking Wazoo and you go to Indiana State. I know it had to be different than any other time in the history of college football because COVID hit basically you guys right in the mouth and 
you guys had to have dealt with shit I could never imagine dealing with or anything. I don't know how I don't know how your coaches handled it, but how did all that shit uh, affect you guys? You know, in a good or bad way. Man, it made me feel old. I mean, I'm about to be 26 next week. Woo, shit. <laughs> I know, right? Shoot, I'm seven years in the game, but Woo. you know, uh, it was it was very different. It was kind of hard for it was kind of hard for other people to really understand just how different it was the situation we were in. But I mean, you know, I think our coaches handled it well. I mean, uh, we were able to keep as many guys as we could. I mean, you know, guys trickle in and trickle out all the time. So, so did you guys play uh, the spring season? That uh, we year? didn't even do a spring season. You didn't even do nothing that year. No, we just uh, we we did like a simulated camp during the fall and then we did uh then we did spring ball and then summer workouts and then we went into season in 2021 damn cj you just you guys played though yeah we played uh we only played four games though it was like you played two teams from the north and two teams from the south and then they did some weird way of uh the pac-12 championship i don't i don't know but a lot of people say it doesn't that year doesn't count for pac-12 championship and all that but you know, I had that injury that that first game, but I ended up playing the rest of the three games. So I mean, I took my COVID year as like a like a redshirt year, I guess. So what? Where are you at now? I, I'm up at Washington still. I had my pro day what two days ago, and uh, I'm staying up here just in case. You know, one of my quarterbacks has a workout with the the Browns in a few days, so I'm gonna catch for him. Just you know, any kind of exposure that'll help me. Yeah, yeah so, no doubt. And then I head back to Florida on Tuesday. I got another pro day with the Dolphins that they do every year for, like, in-state kids. Local, yeah. So that's just, like, another thing for me to do. So I'm going to do that one, too. But I'm just staying up here just to stay in shape and stay on top of everything. Alan, Alan's up in the chat. He says, what's up to you guys? Uh, it's he good. comes in all the time. Um, that's dope. So so let me ask you this. So um, I know the, fan, the fans are, you know, the, the, the I tell them all the time, man, the fucking – these fans always ask about this shit. And – um, looking back now at it, like, do you guys, you guys have a new story forever now after Indy, obviously the show hit and all that shit. Um, what, what's your guys like, what do you guys tell these guys that are asking questions in the chat? Like, what do you guys tell them? Like, um, were you glad that you went to Indy at the end of the day and you look back at it and saying it made me better or you're like, fuck, I wish I would have another route. Like. What does your guys take? You could tell me. You fuck. You know me. Um, I mean, like you have a story forever now, but like, how do you, like, how do you uh, do? You, you regret it, or do you think it helped you, or what? No, nah, I think I think it shaped me to, to the person I am today. I tell everybody, I was like, I don't know how far I would be or how how far I would have made it if I didn't go to JUCO route. I mean, I really didn't have a choice being a non qualified at high school, but. Going JUCO is a humbling experience, and I needed to be humbled. So going there and then not being able to play, like, the first few games because I was getting incorporated and everything to the offense and everything and getting used to the game of college. And um, it was different. Like, well, I was 17, 18 years old, moving out to Kansas by myself and living in a place I've never even – I didn't even know where Kansas was on the map at the point at that point in my life. So it's going through that whole process and then – transitioning to Washington State, I believe it, it it shaped me and molded me to be who I am today. And I, I, I cherish it. I tell everybody the same thing. I, I wouldn't want it any other way. What about you, Tudor? So, so everybody that's in here that don't know, Isaiah was already at a four-year, so he was at Rice University. Um, 
and and he just didn't like the scenario. He didn't like the situation, and he had a better opportunity to get re-recruited. And so that's why uh, I, I went out and tried to get Isaiah. I got Isaiah, man. Shit, I think I signed Isaiah without Isaiah even knowing, because I spoke to his mom and dad on the phone multiple times, and. I, like I tell everybody, I always want to recruit them genuinely and, t- and, and sell the parents that their son's going to be in a good situation, especially a four-year transfer with, that was already at a four-year school. So um, Isaiah has great, great family, great support. Um, and uh, you still there, Isaiah? He said he couldn't hear you. Oh, really? Yeah. I think he lost us. Um, you got me? Tuna, you hear me? You got me, Tuna? No? I can't hear nothing. Damn, I hear you. You hear me, CJ? Yeah, I hear you. Is your shit muted? Let me leave and try and join back in. All right. Um, See, Calvin was different. Calvin was right out of high school, and Calvin had a lot of Division One t- uh, recruiters on him. So... That is how I found CJ. CJ was, I, I was told by a UCLA uh, wide receiver coach. Well, now he's at OC at, uh, no, at Nevada. But at the time, he was at Wazoo and was like, there's a receiver you need to get on. And I said, okay. And I watched him, and I only needed to see a few plays. And I got a hold of uh, him and his dad, and, and we went from there. Uh, can you hear me? Yeah, we're good. Um, and that's how I got CJ. So CJ was a non-qualifier, but was very highly recruited by Division One talent, uh, Division One schools. Isaiah was already at Rice, and like I was telling uh, you, I don't know if you heard Isaiah, I was telling everybody you came from Rice, and I said the scenario is a little different than CJ coming straight out of high school as a non-qualifier. You were already at Rice, didn't like the situation, wanted to get re-recruited. Um, what is your outlook on 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 going to Indian, and did it did it help or hurt you? You think? I mean, it definitely helped me. It helped me uh, really fall in love with the game again. You know, Juco route is not for everybody. So, I mean, waking up at 4.30 in the morning to sprint across the frozen parking lot to go work out, I mean, kind of kind of shows how much love you have for the game. So I think that was just because you guys had an asshole. I don't think every Juco did that. <laughs> I don't think so either. Yeah, that was different. Hey, you know what? I, I got guys that still tell me to this day, like like I had a Jermaine was talking to me, a bunch of other dudes. They were like, coaches were like, what the fuck are you doing so early? And he was like, we, we don't start till six. And he was like, fuck, man, we used to have to be up at four. I, I'm just used to it. I'm trained to be up. And so, um, now that's good. That's good. What uh, what's, your, what's your guys' current thoughts on current football right now? Like, how? what's your guys, you know me, man, I, I hate the transfer portal, but I, I do also understand that there's a generational gap, and I understand that the game and the world has changed. Um, like, what's your guys' current thoughts of college football? And and, and, uh, and you guys can disagree with me. You know, I, it's all love. I know there is an age difference, but what what do you think about the the transfer portal? Like, what is your honest opinion about it? Like, I know. So, so this is the thing. I, I talked to, to J- J- Jermaine. When he was thinking about leaving Georgia, um, I talked to Calvin. CJ called me, so that's why I always respect um, guys that reach out to me after they left me. And I and, and it's you know me, it's crazy, Tuna, because a lot of people don't realize like successful folks 
whether they agree or disagree, but they, they respect each other. And you guys, I never had to fucking belittle you guys. I never had to like me and me and uh, CJ, I tell this story all the time. The only time I ever had to yell at tuna was we were on the road and dealing with these fucking racist hotel owners and, and Tuna was trying to go ham on a bunch of fucking um, the manager of the fucking place. Remember that place? I don't even know where we were. Like, Iowa. Was it that or was it was either that or it was for the bowl game? Oh, that's right. It was the bowl game. It was yeah, in fucking was, Oklahoma. Yeah. That's right. It was Oklahoma. So we're in a bowl game getting ready. And uh, Big Tuna, I don't know if you guys know, Big Tuna 6'8". What are you weighing now? About 350. Oh, shit. He's down, man. He, he looked good. But, uh. He's going ham, him and Buckmaster, a couple other guys, because he's we had these fucking racist fucks, and I'm like, you know, I can't let the players know that I agree. I agree with them. Well, they know I agreed with them, but I was like, what the fuck's going on? So I'm having to push guys out of there. We got to go practice. We got a game ready to play. The first bowl win in the school history we're prepping for. So that's the only time. And then I saved his ass at a liquor store. I won't tell you guys that story. So, um, um, so. CJ was just a great kid. Only thing I did with CJ was try to push his ass to be uh, tougher and, and shit like that, which he became. And, and the next year, fuck, CJ played every single game. He practiced through shit because he came to me at 17 out of high school. And he, 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 he struggled with that. He never had to be pushed like that in high school. And so getting up at 4 in the morning, like Tuna said, and all those things, that, that changes a person. But... What is your guys' take, man, on 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 this? Because I, I, you know, I tell people all the time. Calvin called me about transferring, and I'm like, dog, I think you should stick it out. And he lost his head coach, who the team loved a lot, a good friend of mine, Rolo, and they and he still stuck it out and handled it. Tuna stayed at Indiana State. Jermaine left because he played two years at Georgia. His scenario is different than a lot of people understand because everyone talks shit about to me, guys, because they were like, oh. You hate the transfer, but Jermaine left. I said, first of all, he played two years, dumb fuck. If there wasn't COVID, he wouldn't have transferred. He would have already been in the NFL. I said, he left his fifth year. So what is your guys' take on the whole thing? And and do you think, two-part question, what's your take on the portal? And then do you think it is going to trickle into what I've already talked to, NFL coaches, buddies of mine? They think the portal's transferring itself up a level into the NFL as far as mindset because now these guys are so quick to try to go try another program or 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 school or a team. What is your guys take? Well, when it when it comes to the portal, you know, portal's crazy cuz like you can enter the portal and still not end up where you want to be. You can end up somewhere lower or you can just end up somewhere you just don't want to be at the end of the day. But I just feel like I don't dislike it but if it's beneficial to you, like Jermaine's situation, if it's going to like help you out in the long run, then go ahead and go for it. And like you said, I spoke to you a few times about the portal and you, you obviously know guys at different places and stuff. Like say for instance, I get into the portal and I want to go play either in the back in the pac 12 or big 10 or big 12, something like that. You can get denied from the pac 12. So that, that can get eliminated. Your coach has the right to be like, Oh, I don't want you to play in this conference anymore. So, boom, you can't play in the Pac-12, and then you want to go play in these other Power 5 conferences. Maybe they don't like your film as much as all the other coaches that were recruiting you soon. So you get lost in the system and stuff like that. So, like I said, it can be beneficial for you. It can hurt you. You can get lost, and that that's just my take. I, I, I'm up and down with it, so I don't know. What about you, Isaiah? You know, I look at it as a beneficial thing. Do I think that sometimes it can get out of hand? Yeah. Uh, you know, I feel like 
a lot of times, like guys are running away from competition at the end of the day. I mean, I, I was, of course, there are certain situations, but, you know, when you see guys that transfer three, four or five times, it's like, it's like you really at that point, you're just taking away a spot from somebody, you know, who could be coming out of high school. It's like these high school kids are almost going to have to all go JUCO straight out of high school because there's nowhere else to play. Either that or they're going to start going to these mid-major schools. And these mid-major schools are about to start making more pushes for uh, national championships in the future. But and NIL. I think it will all come full circle at the end of the day. Yeah, I agree. I, I'm glad you said the competition thing because I just think that's what it is. And then, you know, I know you guys probably wouldn't have came to Indy if I didn't recruit you. So I understand the coaching value of a kid going to a place for a coach and when the coach leaves and you know me i always would be keep it real with it. like if a coach left um you know like king or uh what's his name leaves oklahoma goes to sc he you know a couple guys tell me he didn't really tell anybody no kids no nothing to me that's a shitty thing i i, I don't agree with it and i agree with like i agree with like Kids should be able to leave if the coach leaves. I'm all for that, but but I don't agree why they leave. And that's just like what you said, the competition factor or the simple fact that they're bouncing because the coach left. But at the end of the day, they got to do some more research into, uh, you know, why they're going to that school. I think cats are just chasing that. Now with the NIL added, I think it's – I, I got to ask this question. How hard was it to manage – how hard was it now that you're leaving and you got an NFL chance, an opportunity, looking back in your college locker room just last fall, how hard do you think it was on the head coach to manage the locker room knowing only certain guys got NIL money and certain guys didn't? Do you guys look at the coaches different? Like, man, I'm out of here. Johnny's getting paid. I ain't. I'm bouncing. Because I see it at the big-time level, um, and I hear stories that, the backup QB ain't getting shit. He's transferring bounds. Uh, he's gone. Is that a real thing? I mean, I didn't have to deal with it in Indiana State, really. I mean, yeah. not. I mean, there's business in Terre Haute, but not uh, not yeah. big money, big money business like these guys at like uh, yeah, all power five schools are getting. So, I mean, it, it it never really became a problem in our locker room. We just kind of had a bunch of guys that had one common goal, and that was to win. You know, if you wanted to try and earn a little money on the side, you could go off and do that on your own. But, you know, Isaiah, you're different. Like, when you came to Indy, you had lost football, I think, at Rice. You didn't want to play no more. You lost the love, I believe. That's why you – what happened happened. So you got there and you, you got back into it. I think you were going – wherever you end up choosing to go, you were going to stay there and be grounded and ball. Like, I, that's just my takeaway from you after you left Indy, coming in there and rejuvenating yourself. Calvin's in a Pac-12, obviously. He's a bigger school. Um, I, by the way, everybody that knows, Isaiah was recruited by everybody. Ogeron came in the office, everybody. But at the time, Isaiah was very, very top-heavy for as big as he is. At that level, people get scared. They, get, they, they don't realize how athletic he was. And Isaiah is one of the freakiest, talented O-linemen I've ever been around. He, he's, he moves like a cat, and his feet are as quick as a cat for a guy that big. And so I love seeing him lose the weight because I think he's an NFL guy. And uh and I don't I haven't talked to you guys in a minute, but um I've had eight over eight NFL security guys already call me about both of you, Jermaine, uh Coy Dang, um, different guys. Um so you know, NFL security always does background checks and they they're calling about everything. Um on they've asking me about fucking everything about you guys. You don't even know. Um 
And so I know you're on the radar, so that's that's just good to see you guys. I hope you guys make it and crush it and, and go kill these pro days. You guys still both have pro days? No, I had mine uh, two days ago on Monday. And that, is that it right now? You say what? Is that the fine? That's it for you? No, I, I mean, like I have, uh, I spoke to a few teams that are considered bringing me out for a workout and stuff like that. But the the Dolphins does like this thing each year. If you were like went to high school in Florida or Miami or Broward, they host like another pro day on the the eighth of April. So I'm going to do that, and they're going to like do a bunch of like extra stuff and like catching punts and all that stuff that I didn't get to do here. So, got you. And what about you, Tudor? Uh, as far as I know, I'm done. I mean, I'm prepared for anything. I got my cleats on me at all times, and I'm I can drop at the hat of a dime, be anywhere. So. Now, can you? Is it? Is it? Are they still allowing what they used to do when we play? Like, can you go to Houston and go in their pro day? Uh, so I talked to one of the scouts, and uh, they said that the GM was deciding who was going to come. So, you know, if I'm one of those people that's fortunate enough to get invited, then hey, I'll go. Now, is your agent thinking that you guys can be – are you guys going to get scooped? Or are you going to be supplemental? Or what are they saying right now? Uh, I mean, I'm looking at, you know, day three. But, uh, you know, if I don't get picked in one of those final rounds, then uh, my agent's expecting a good call uh, shortly after the draft. So That's good. Now, that's you know, good. I hope it makes it. But now at least the good part is, man, you got at least some leagues now being brought back, USFL, XFL. Hopefully the Rocks XFL can can sustain the USFL. I'm actually going out there to be a guest coach in uh, Birmingham uh, with a buddy, Larry Fedora, is the head coach, and, and Mazzoni's the OC uh, for the New Orleans Breakers USFL team. But um, USFL sounds well. This year for sure will be a great year because they, uh, even though they're going to start playing here shortly, you'll miss that year. But I'm saying they, uh, Fox Sports is backing them, so they're going to have. Um, it could be an interesting uh, league. Um, so I don't know, you know, we'll see what happens. Oh, didn't uh, Delrick got picked up too, didn't he? Yeah, Delrick's going, I think, Houston? Yeah, something like that. I saw him post So Kevin Sumlin's the head coach for Houston. They they picked up, remember uh, remember Draquan? Oh, yeah, 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 the linebacker, yeah. They, they got Draquan Brown. Didn't Keith get picked up too? Keith, they got Keith. Keith, yeah, went, to, Keith. Keith went to where, Philly? Or Pittsburgh or something. I'm not sure. Yeah, I know he got picked up in like the like first few rounds of the, yeah. when they started drafting linemen. But I know Draquan, Keith, um, uh, Delrick, who was already on NFL roster a few for, for, for Atlanta twice. Um, they all got scooped up. And then uh, I heard KD got an agent. KD got an agent, and uh, he's trying. You guys talk to any of those guys? No, I haven't spoken to KD in a minute. I haven't talked to KD in a while. So, so who's your guys' favorite NFL team? Do you, I don't like I, the only reason I ask that is because when I played, I stopped. I stopped liking every team. I was like, I'm, I don't give a fuck. It's a business now. Take me, take me somewhere. I don't care. Whoever pays me is my favorite team. So that's kind of how I was. But is that how you are now, or do you still have your yeah. team? That's how I am now. I mean, whatever, whatever team is uh, signing my checks, that's gonna be my favorite team. Hell yeah! Pretty much, pretty much, yeah. Hell yeah! Calvin's gonna get Calvin, Calvin's ass gonna get picked up by the Dolphins. I, I like the Rams, you know. What I'm saying? <laughs> if I get cut and shit. Uh, all right, who's your? I, I do this with everybody. So, who's your favorite NBA team? I don't have a team. I like players. Yeah, really? I don't even watch. 
That's what it only is. Time now. I watch, only time I watch basketball is sports playoff time. I don't really like watch regular season. Like so you're that. not voting for no team. You're not rooting for no NBA team to win. Nah, really. Not really. Right. I mean, I'm a I'm a I'm a LeBron fan. So I mean, yeah, that figures, motherfucker. <laughs> that motherfucker, they got the worst roster. Lakers, you know, we're in LA, dog. This LA fucking, you can't be shit in LA, dog. What the fuck's going on? It, it shit irking me. Yeah, um, man, well, rough year. All right, favorite rapper, Drake. Ooh, money bag for me. Who? Money bag, yo. Really? Yeah. See, I don't even know who the fuck that is. He's all throughout <laughs> the playlist. He out of Memphis. Memphis. Damn. That's the cat that died? Nah, that's Young Dolph. Uh, oh, he wasn't really big, right? What? Oh, he was? Oh, crazy. Dolph was big, yeah. Big. So, so wait big. up. So this, so is this like like Nipsey was? Like this shit starts underground and they become big and then it, it, it gets to mainstream? Or, or is underground now big because you guys are all streaming everything? Yeah, I would say underground is pretty big. And then you work your way through underground. And then once you hit mainstream, that's when all the everybody else start hopping on the bandwagon pretty much. Damn, that's a trip. All right. Favorite actor? Denzel. Ooh, probably Sam Jackson. I'm a big Samuel Jackson. Really? Fan. That motherfucker made like 7,000 movies. Exactly. <laughs> Damn. I heard that motherfucker. I heard that motherfucker. Cr- I heard he cussed out Will Smith, but in a good way. After he slapped the shit out of Chris Rock. What do you guys think about that take? <laughs> oh, man. Have you guys have you guys seen the the other view that Michael Rapport posted? It's from the backside. Yeah. Uh huh. And when Will Smith came back from slapping him, she's laughing. Oh, I didn't see that. There's, a, there's see another that. view, dog, that, that Chris Rock goes, damn, Will Smith just smacked shit out of me. When he said that, Jada starts laughing, and she's like, she's like, like it's a joke. And they showed, they didn't want to release that show that shot, but Michael Rapport got it and posted it on his TikTok. And you can see, dog, I don't know if it was real now or not. Now I'm starting to think that shit might have been staged. I don't know. I the, thought the it was real. That, the, the thing that got me that where I don't think it staged when he when he was like cursing him out. Yeah, me too. Me too. So, so I don't know. Me too. But that motherfucker did play Hancock, homie. <laughs> um, did he play Muhammad Ali too? Hell yeah. Uh-huh. That was a horrible slap, wasn't it? <laughs> he low-key kind of missed too. <laughs> Dog, you, that motherfucker, you can't tell me that he should have been able to. You've been seeing those slap boxing motherfuckers to be knocking cats out? Like oh, yeah. when they stand across from each other. How can you not? Chris Rock weighs one sixty. Uh, what's your guys' favorite food? Ooh, mm. Isaiah, you better not say no fucking corn on the cob, homie. Nah, I'd have to say probably my mom's meatloaf. Ooh, shit. My mom makes a killer meatloaf. Anybody that's had it can vouch for it. Hey, you brought you brought Legit. something to Indy one day. You brought something to Indy, some food that you said your mom made. I don't know if it was meatloaf, though. It was bomb. I forget what it was, but it was good. Mac and cheese, probably for me. Just straight mac and cheese, nothing else. Fried chicken, too. I mean, that's that's like every time I come home from like college and I like come visit, my mom always make mac and cheese and some uh, fried How chicken. How much you weighing now? You look like you got bulky. 193. Really? Ooh. Here's a controversial one right here. Here's a very controversial one 
uh, CJ, and your ass got to talk. You got to mention female. Don't be talking about no fucking. What's your favorite part of a female? Hey, it don't. Hey, it could be. Hey, you know what? I'm, I'm going to be honest. Lucy, all you females in the room. I like a woman's hands. If a woman has fucked up hands, I don't fuck with them. You got to have nice hands and you got to have nice teeth, in my opinion. And I do look at the feet. If your feet are fucked up, I can't I'll fuck probably, with you. I'll probably say nice teeth and nice legs. Really? Yeah. I'm going to have to agree with Calvin on that one. Really? I like a good smile and I like, I, I, I like, some, I like thighs, man. Yeah. Alan said yeah, face for him. Alan said, Alan said CJ Lyon, too. He said you weigh 235, motherfucker. Yeah, right. <laughs> now, that COVID year, when I got hurt, I was pushing, I was pushing like two, 205, 210, which was not good. Really? Then, yeah, that's, I think that's what caused me to get hurt, honestly. But I had uh, this past year, I played, I played at 185 and then went into training and they wanted me to bulk up a little bit, then I got to like 190, and then pro day I weighed in at 193, which I felt good at. Um, let me uh, let me see. I might have a couple guys, man, in this thing. I might have a couple guys that want to call in. Alan, you want to call in? So I got I so I created this thing, man, for members only and shit. They could they could call in and talk to live guests. Like I have Marshall Falk on. I got a few other people uh, that came on. I'm gonna have a pro golfer come on. Um. But they could ask you a couple questions, but I don't know if I don't know if Alan's gonna call in or who. But uh, so what? I got a, I got a, I got a good guy, amazing Canada. He wants to ask you guys a couple questions. Devo, what up? Hey, how's it going, brother? Good, brother. Good, man. You got a question for CJ or Isaiah? Yeah, no. Uh, congrats to getting this far, boys. You know, um, I, I got a I got a couple questions. Uh, the first question is. Um, What's the biggest thing that you learned from Coach? Being tough, pretty much. Coach Brown said it earlier, you know, coming out of high school, I didn't really – I mean, I had to work for some stuff, but, you know, that, ju- that Juco life something different because you got you to gotta earn – you got to earn your playing time. You got to earn your spot on the field. Like, each day – and, like, at Indy, we had dogs at every position, like the ones, the twos, the threes. So, you miss one day of practice, next man up. Coach Brown ain't about to sit here and play the music with you, so – Missing practice and stuff, that was something that I tried to avoid off of injuries and all that stuff. But, you know, just he molded me to I am today. I, I, I couldn't do nothing but thank him. You know, uh, Coach Brown really taught me how to spot bullshit from a mile away. So, you know, now I just – I don't tolerate anything from anybody. You know, I look out for – at the end of the day, I care about other people, but I'm looking out for myself at the end of the day. Yeah, especially especially in the NFL, you're gonna get some guys, you know, girls left and right coming and trying to leech off you and shit. You know, try to stay away from the shit birds. That's for sure. The the other question I have is, what's uh, what's one thing that we all don't know about Coach? Like something that you, you guys experience? Like let, let let's get some dirt on Coach. Like what what's one thing? He 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 got a kind heart. I will tell you that. You know, he'll he'll mother f you and every day at practice and then call you in the next day sit you down in his office and talk to you, be like, why are you doing this? Like, like, let, let's get back on track. And, you know, he, uh, he, he'll look out for you in the long run. You know, he helped me get to Washington State, helped me throughout this whole process. You know, he got a kind heart in the long run. You know, he'll always say that he doesn't have favorites, but that's a lie. There he has <laughs> yes. He has more than others. I mean, and typically those are the guys that he doesn't have to worry about. You know, it's, I, I won't even go as far to say that, that he has favorites. He just – 
it's a lot easier to see who he doesn't like than he than who he does like. Hey, Devo, I used to tell him all the time. I said, I, I do have favorites, motherfucker. They're, they're the motherfuckers that win me games. <laughs> like that's, yeah. that's the favorites I have. Like I don't give a fuck about all that other shit. I'm like, I got favorites. But yeah, uh, whoever puts their best foot forward, that's who I'm going with. Hell yeah. <laughs> Hey, Whoever you're not getting a phone call about. Hey, Diva, I paid these motherfuckers beforehand, so I'm glad they spoke highly of me, dog. <laughs> hey, yeah, expect I'm, that e-transfer soon. <laughs> hey, I'm going to take a couple other callers. I appreciate you. All right. Good luck, guys. We'll be following your careers. Good luck with everything. Coach, appreciate you as always. Appreciate it, Devo. Uh, Kenny, what up? Kenny, what hey, up? What Jay, up, hold up. Kenny, what up? What's up? You hear me? Yeah, I hear you guys. What's going on? How much? I got a baby slap dick at track practice. I'm waiting on him to get his ass out here. Okay. You got a question for my guys? Yeah, I mean, uh, I just want to say congratulations on making it as far as you did. I mean, that's a big accomplishment. I mean, that's huge to me, but where's your anticipation level at? For As far as making it? Yeah, I mean, I mean, right now where you're at now, I mean, are you like you guys like freaking out? I mean, after like leading up to pro day, I was nervous, you know, but I just got to keep reminding myself like I've been playing football since I can walk. I've been doing this since since I was six years old. So just continuing that mindset and all that stuff. And now you just pretty much play the waiting game. You talk to coaches here and there. You got workouts and all that. So just being able to stay prepared at all times for a phone call, like Isaiah said, just pick up your cleats and go. So, I mean, a little, ner- little nerves here and there, but nothing too crazy. Yeah, I mean, the hard part leading up to the draft is really over now that we've had our pro days. So we can kind of relax a little bit mentally. I mean, we're still, of course, we're still going to be getting our work in daily just so we're ready for any opportunities that do present themselves. But, you know, now that the tough part's over, it's really like Calvin said, just a waiting game. Yeah, me and my wife, we uh, we're football junkies, you know. I coach, I coach the little guys. I coach the youth league and all that. And then we go, we're more in Bloomington, Indiana, so you know we go like the high school games, and we usually catch, you know, an Indiana game. And then uh, during the draft, we'll like have a, you know, have a little party uh, with all the COVID crap. You know, we just kind of been hanging out by ourselves, but we'll be, we'll be watching for you guys to come up. Appreciate it. Yeah. Hey, I appreciate you, Kenny. I'm going to get to another caller. All right. Peace, guys. Thanks. Take it easy. Hey, Alan, what up? Jay, what up? Hey, Jay, don't Yo. be asking no weird-ass fucking questions either. <laughs> hey, this is, this all, up, it's Alan? all Indian. This yeah, motherfucker yeah, yeah. right now. Nothing weird today. What's up, Jay? You got questions for these guys? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm going to go with Calvin first, and then I got a question for Tuna after that. Uh, so, Calvin, uh, I'm down here in Mississippi, and I actually graduated from Mississippi State where Mike Leach is now. What was it like playing playing for the Pirate? Playing for the Pirate, man. It, it, it was crazy. I mean, all the stories you hear are true. You know, he's a offensive guru. You know, he's going to get you the ball. You know, only time you really talk to Leach is if you're either messing up something on offense or he's trying to figure out your name because, like, in certain situations, he had certain plays he wanted certain people in. And, like, I ran this one play pretty good that he liked. And every time I play come up, he's like, put that 85 kid in. Put that 85 kid in. They didn't even know my name. I've been there for, what, about two years already. <laughs> and and uh, t- it took him a while to figure out who I was. But once he did, you know, cool guy down to earth, you know, 
he's, he's just a man of few words, but once he starts talking, he'll get he'll get going. All right, I see. Uh, I'll turn a question for you. You know, JB said you were at Rice and then you went to JUCO at Indy, and then you wind up going to the FCS Indiana State. What was the was there any difference in the vibe of being at the FBS and then and then the FCS after after JUCO? Uh, honestly, from a competition standpoint. I would say it was pretty much even throughout all levels that I've played at. I mean, the conference that I play in, the uh, Missouri Valley Football Conference, is pretty much like the SEC of the FCS. So, I mean, I'm going against guys that are going to be second, third, fourth, fifth round draft picks uh, in the future as well. So, you know, the, from a competition standpoint, it was pretty even. Uh, definitely uh, going from Rice to Indy was humbling. Uh, being in downtown Houston and then waking up to the cows mooing every morning was not ideal. And then uh, dropping myself in Indiana, too. So, uh, you know. Yeah, those cows were waking me up in Indy, too. I was uh, <laughs> I was up there the year after, after y'all had left doing sport information. That's what's up. All right, Jay, I appreciate the call, dog. All right. Don't be later, no weirdo, coach. fucker. <laughs> <laughs> Alan, what up? What's good? Uh, here's that. Hey, dog, I saw you spinning the rock the other day. What you doing? You trying to get a tryout and shit? No. Hey, Alan was out there spinning it, CJ. I saw, I saw. He was out there spinning it. Hey, Calvin, though, Coffeeville game when I was feeding him the whole time. Hey, you ain't lying. <laughs> oh, shit. And, and then yeah, I got yeah. kicked out because they said I cussed. Was oh, yeah. <laughs> they said... Hey, hey, Isaiah, this is a year before you got there. This motherfucker, they told him that he, he, he said the N-word to a – it was 22 players on the field. And, shit, we didn't have any white boys on the t- – oh, yeah, Bruckmaster. No, 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 mm-hmm. Joey Price was Polynesian. The long-haired kid, right? Yeah. We had yeah. Joey was a Poly, Samoan, and that was it, right? Because Buck wasn't there yet. Joe Paul. Was Paul on the team? Paul Wolf. Yeah, but he yeah. wasn't on the field. Yeah, he was on the field. So these are 22. Uh, Coffeeville's whole defense black. Our whole offense black. Allen's under the pile. And Coffeeville had this motherfucker that was a shitbird. I already knew who he was because we were trying to get him before. And, and Boise had placed him. And I and we turned him down. We were like, fuck this guy. So anyway, this is the cat that was calling Allen inward the whole night. Well, that, that, that fucking archaic rule they have in Kansas if you say the n-word you're ejected and miss the next game so trip this though so I appealed that shit and beat them because they were pissed I, I said I want you to tell me how every single brother on that field's voice sounds and how you know who the fuck said that word and I said I want to know what does the white boy get kicked out for saying motherfucker <laughs> Like, I'm curious. I said, how fucking stupid of a fucking rule can you be have? Like, mm-hmm. I don't see if a white boy says that shit. Of course, it's you better eject them. But mm-hmm. there ain't no white boy saying that shit out there like that. Like, and let, you know what I'm saying? So so like, I don't get it. The rule is fucking the most retarded rule. in the world. Anyway, um, what up, Alan? Why you ain't, why you ain't in the limo, dog? Oh, that's dead, coach. Is it? Yeah. What? 
No. <laughs> I told you I'm up to something now. Are you out of there? Yeah, I, I've been gone. Yeah, since two weeks ago. Oh, okay. Shit. Yeah. Um, Isaiah, what you doing, man? You doing anything or just chilling? I'm just chilling. Are you? Ain't no, uh, I know the white girl's on you out there. <laughs> yeah, man. Calvin, too. Don't let Calvin fool you. Oh, I know. Come he got on, little dookie braids. Relax. Calvin got dookie braids cracking. I know he got them. <laughs> Calvin, you got a girl? Nah, I don't. Oh, just, uh, you was posting like a motherfucker with her. <laughs> you had more stories than motherfucking uh, oh, David Copperfield around this motherfucker. Hey, I, 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 Alan, I would see him. Oh, he was booed up, dog. Man, yeah. you know how long ago that was? Was it a long time? <laughs> that I don't a year know. Ago? That was like a, a year and a few months ago. I ain't, was that, it? That's old, that's old news. Damn. Hey, hold up. I got a former player, man, that uh, played in a UTEP. He wants to holler at you real quick. Josh, what up, Oos? Hey, what's good, Oos? Uh, chilling, man. You got a couple questions for my dude? On, what was that? You got some questions for my guys? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Hey, uh, big man, you said Isaiah, right? Yeah. Uh, Is uh, Tuttle still out there? With who? Jack Tuttle, quarterback. Uh, no, I don't know who that is, actually. You said Indiana State, right? Yeah. Hmm. I thought he was still out there. Um, a player anyways, or a coach? How'd you guys do on... Nah, a player. Quarterback. Yeah, I remember that he name. Transferred, I... from, uh, transferred from Utah. I remember that name, but I don't know. I thought he went to Indiana. I thought it was Indiana State. Probably, in, Might have probably been. Indiana then. Might have been. I don't know. Um... Hmm. I was gonna say, are you guys satisfied with y'all numbers? Like, how'd you guys do? Like, bench? Like, did you guys hit the numbers that you guys were trying to get? I haven't even gotten all my numbers back yet. I'm, I'm, I'm happy with mine. You know, uh, I should have did more on bench, but yeah. Uh, no, you, you shouldn't, have, motherfucker. You didn't like bench press. I did. I, 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 I grew. I grew. Alan, like hey, Alan, CJ would hide from bench like a motherfucker. He wanted to go do dot drills and shit. <laughs> I ended up hitting. Uh, ended up hitting thirteen. But before I had left, where I was training out at Exos, I ended up hitting fifteen. So like, I, I'm like, I'm thinking going to the pro day, I can get like twenty or like maybe like twenty one, something like that. And then I hit like the ten, eleven mark, and it started getting heavy. I'm like, oh man, like. I ain't gonna make it. Yeah. Isaiah, what'd you hit? Like fifty? No, actually I only hit twenty one. Uh I had I had so uh shoulder surgery a while back and I just haven't my, my bench press has never been the same after that. Really? Was, Isaiah used to be one of my strongest guys. That wasn't the main focus for me. I was more focused about my legs. Nah, I hear you. Yeah, you know, you got your cock strong. You, than my arms you're cock strong. You ain't gotta worry about fucking bench at the next level. <laughs> no, I'm saying now Squat, I'm a squat heavy kind of guy now. Yeah, I mean that's what I'm saying because at the next level you're you're gonna be 26, 27, grown man already. You're, you're like, it is yeah. what it is. You're gonna be able to strike a dude the same way benching fucking two twenty five yeah. thirty times as you are twenty one. It don't matter. My grown man strength is definitely kicked in. Yeah, yeah <laughs> I try to tell people. I said that's a real thing. All I remember, all you motherfuckers thought it wasn't. I'm like, all right, try throw me in the real. lake, motherfucker. <laughs> it's real. <laughs> That shit changes. Um, like that center of gravity drops and it's over with. Right? Oh, imagine you. Yeah. Shit. So you say you trained at Exos? Which which Exos? Pensacola. Oh, okay. Because we got one right out here in Carlsbad, too. 
Yeah, one, um, of my, uh, one of my boys, one of the safeties here, trained at the one in Carlsbad. Oh yeah, yeah. They got they always got a gang of dudes out here. Um, and then the last one I got for y'all. What's the most memorable game for you guys uh, that you guys played at? One like, game that stands out in JUCO, or just whether it be in, the atmosphere, or you just had a good game. What's like once you, you made it to the next level? You talking JUCO or kind of like where I'm at now? No, no, no. You at Wazoo in the Indiana State? Oh, like, I would probably say Arizona State was probably my most memorable game. That was my first, my first hundred yard game that I had, and I had, I had like one fifteen at halftime. And I came out thinking I was about to end up with like 200 or something like that. But I only I ended up with like 130, which is like still good. But probably that, and probably Oregon game. Was Gardner Mitchell your quarterback? No, that was just this past year. Oh, okay, okay. Arizona State. And then Tuna? probably be back in the 2018. We went to a triple overtime game against South Dakota. Wound up pulling that game out at home. Our uh, quarterback was like seven touchdowns. But that – uh. That game was definitely probably the most fun game I played in. Hey Isaiah, you had a uh, the quarterback coach who I believe now is your OC, a uh, young white cat, California kid. You know who I'm talking about? Which one? He was a QB guy. Uh, you we heard- had, uh, we just had Coach Castle. He just left. Yeah, he was cool. He was with me. Oh yeah, you I forgot you had Castle at uh, yeah, he was cool. At, uh, UTSA. Hey, he from Cali. Castle? Yeah. I don't know where Castle's from. No, I think he's from Michigan. Okay, yeah, so who was the young quarterback coach at Indiana State? Because I tried to hire him at Indy. He was going to come with us to Indy the year before you went to Indiana State. Um, he's a California Juco guy. He played California oh, Juco. Oh, Aaron Young? Yeah, Young, Young. Aaron Young, that's him. Yeah, he coaches the running backs at uh, ISU now. Oh, he's still there, though? Yep, he's still here. How was yeah, he? One of my teammates went there, too. Isaiah, the running back? Which one? From... Uh... From Indy, he was he went to your school too. Isaiah, I who? Don't I don't think I don't think I had anybody from Indy. I was the only one from Indy at my probably uh, before when he got there though he was there. Yeah, probably was. I don't remember his name? Hey, and Al- Alvin, yeah, it was uh, Josiah Tawafa. Oh yeah, Josiah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, Josiah, yeah, yeah. I played with his older brother Isaac at UTEP. Uh, okay, yeah, Josiah, he was, yeah. With the, he was with the New York Giants. I don't know what's going on with him now. So that's the linebacker from UTSA, right? Yeah, long hair. Yeah. I, I played against him my freshman year at Rice. Yeah. That boy had all the babies at the school. Hey, Cameron Lowe, uh, you know I had Keith and Indy with me too, so Keith was still co- doing my weight room with these guys too. So I got a former player of mine in the chat that uh, he was talking about Coach Keith uh, in the weight room. So I said, I said, shit, Coach Keith was with these guys too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The whistle, whistle starts every workout. Hell yeah, get your ass going. <laughs> hey, he's still All right, there. Gents. I'll let you guys go, man. All right, Josh, I appreciate, appreciate it. it. Yeah, appreciate right, it. Yeah. yeah. All right, fellas. Hey, I'll let you guys get out of here, man. I appreciate you guys coming on, dog, and chilling. Right, um, come, come. Hope you guys stay up. Appreciate it. You guys coming yeah. to California anymore? I wish I was gonna see Tuna. I tried to see Tuna, man, but I couldn't fucking get to LA. I'm so far out out here. Um, you guys are done coming out here right now. I'm, I'm trying yeah. to get back out there at some point. I gotta take my mom out there. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Hell yeah! Bring her out, man, and and let me know a couple of days in advance. I'll make sure I make time. Sounds good. I can do. Appreciate you guys, CJ. All right, okay. All right. Don't be no slapstick, right, CJ. All right. All right. Love you guys, man. I'll see you later. Right, love you, coach. Peace.
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it was a good show, man. Good guys coming on there. I appreciate you guys. Uh, see you guys tomorrow for Fearless Friday on the audio side, on the on the uh, YouTube. We're going to go to after party in the after hours. You guys can come and call in, um, ask some questions about anything you want to ask questions about. Um, and uh, I'll see you guys tomorrow on Spotify, iTunes, and Apple. I'll see you guys uh, tomorrow, 1 p.m. Pacific on Fearless Friday. Appreciate you guys, and uh, thanks to my guys calling in. Much love. Isaiah Edwards, hopeful NFL draft pick. Calvin Jackson, Jr., hopeful NFL draft pick. And everybody else that joined the show. Appreciate you guys. I'll holler at you tomorrow. Peace. Transform you in the I hate a storm, Hail Marys, I make it poor. Good, I ain't lying. You little giants, we been defying. Vice. What's the cost to be the boss? Breaking down the walls. We all lean once the coin gets tossed. Got the kind of action, never acting. No need to.